Hey, did you find anything good today? Yeah, so uh, I was going through listener submissions uh, to find something, and your listeners sent me some, sent me some, some, some. This is very accusatory. <laughs> your, no, this is this is your fault. What do you the, What do you mean? Uh, your listeners <laughs> clearly. <laughs> They sent me some shit and were like, hey, why don't you just traumatize Kim with this? And I was like, no, because I am actively traumatized now. My listeners. Your what, listeners. Whatever. You know we really love you. It ain't our place to judge you. Your feelings get about it naturally. There's no point in hiding. So feel free to start confiding. If you need a good friend, you can count on me. You can count on me. You can count on me. Hello, I'm Sequoia Simone. And I'm Kim. And this is Fanatical Fix and Where to Find Them. It's a podcast about Harry Potter fan fiction. And today we are bringing on a special guest, but first, yes, podcast business glitter yes glitter we announced this last time but i wanted to bring this up again we are currently accepting submissions from everyone this is not just patrons like the patrons are going to get the zine because they're patrons and they're paying for it right (laughs) yeah but But this is all of our crack zine so we are accepting submissions from everyone so send us your witch harry potter Fan fiction character, are you quiz? Send nice. us your crack fic crossword puzzle. Nice. <laughs> Send us. Keep going. I Do you have something else? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was a mistake. There's supposed to be three, aren't there? There's supposed to be three. But you know what? I will take Send crack us. fic crossword puzzle. Your Crackfic political cartoon. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, guys, just like send us whatever, whatever you feel like making. Yeah, we want all of it, all of it. We need a lot of content so that this zine can be five hundred oh, oh, pages no. long. Not uh, depending on how much content we receive, <laughs> not all of it will make it into the zine, but we want all of it, and all of it will be shared in some format. Even if it's on our website. Even if it's on our website or what, or social media, something. We've gotten some. We will share it. Very fun stuff already. already. Ah! Yeah, incredible. So uh, send us uh, fanaticalfix at gmail.com is our email address and send us your Yes Glitter stuff. Put in the title somewhere Yes Glitter, Yes Glitter submission, yeah. something like that. We'll s- um, so we can sort those out so a we can easier. Sort of, yeah amazing well we're very excited about that um we uh recorded for quite a while with eric from MuggleCast, so we're just gonna get right into it a little long so let's just do it let's go let's go all right and now we're bringing on our special guest guest (laughs) <laughs> Great, thank you. Um, as you can probably tell from the title of this episode, today we have a special guest, and it is Eric from MuggleCast. Hello, Eric. Hello, how's it going? It's going fabulously. <laughs> we're so happy to have you here. Yeah, we're going to eventually collect all the MuggleCast hosts. Exactly, <laughs> collect them all. 
<laughs> Micah is the elusive one. I yeah. know that uh, he wanted to make it, and and uh, you're just gonna have to keep trying harder and harder, <laughs> like a Pokemon. Uh, you got to use the right ball. Right. You yeah. got to use okay. the right bait. Oh, and, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Good, so good. we'll ch- we'll chat after the show. I have some tips for Micah bait. Um, <laughs> It's not the stuff you'd normally find at a pokey store, but uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a dream come true. I loved meeting you guys at uh, well at Podcast Movement, but also at, at Boston. Yeah, Boston. We had such and a great time. And I you. am thrilled uh, to be on. Thank you. Yeah, you read us uh, the first couple chapters of your beautiful uh, <sighs> Harry Ginny fanfic that we just loved so much. So now we'd like to read you some. Some something. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Some geez. something sounds delightful. I. Uh... I don't know. If this is a fair trade sequel. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not. You oh, guys. Dear. I assume it's a couple. You guys are kind. But I. Um. I have to say, I haven't made much more progress on that fic. I get a little intimidated, but I have some steamy scenes coming up. So. Ooh. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I can see how I that. I really kind of want to plan those and like be and feel those and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. but I um, I, I, my offer remains. I'd love to have you guys back once uh, a couple more chapters are written. Oh, we are. We'll be there. We're in it. We're in it to win it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, we did have Andrew and Laura on recently, and they talked a little bit about what MuggleCast is, but do you want to give us a little bit refresher on what MuggleCast is and tell us about how you got involved in that Harry Potter podcast? Yeah, we're, we're uh, well, we brand MuggleCast as your weekly ride into the wizarding world. Um, <laughs> MuggleCast really since 2005, has been covering fandom, news, developments, and, of course, the books and movies that started it all. So when we started the podcast, the movies were still going on. Uh, The books weren't all out yet. We actually had book seven to go. Hmm. And it really was a really cool thing because back then, we could do an episode just based on the news that happened that week. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was unbelievable. <laughs> like whether the composer was for a new movie was announced and it was somebody different or the director or 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 casting announcements of <laughs> who would be playing Dolores Umbridge. I mean, come on, like yeah. nuts. Nice. We could do entire episodes on that. Um <laughs> and at a certain point, uh probably about 30 episodes in uh, I spearheaded a segment that I really believed in called Chapter by Chapter. Oh, sure. And Ooh. it was the first time that we did deep dives into the books themselves going on a chapter basis, which I'm not I'm not claiming I invented it, but it really <laughs> it it really I, I all I said was I spearheaded the segment on MuggleCast. Sure. But that right. format has been used many times How and, many? I, and we even used it over on my Game of Thrones podcast oh. uh, that I was on for some time, Game of Owns. And uh, really, it just it just um, was a great format that continues to this day. That's why I'm bringing it up is if you listen to a modern episode of MuggleCast, turns out we never made it all the way through book five. <laughs> Something, we literally got so busy that we could no longer talk about the books. That's, that's crazy. How, that's how big the fandom was. <laughs> Jeez. And it just, we never got, I think book seven came out and we just never got back to it. So, hmm. um, so we're doing that. We're going back through Order of the Phoenix. And can I just say, it is so relevant mm-hmm. with the totalitarian mm. Hogwarts stuff yeah. uh, to some, we're, we're drawing so many 
modern parallels. And that's kind of the thing about having done this show for 15 years. I was 17 when it started. Uh, and oh god, that's crazy! Wow, wow. I, just did the math. I just did the math. Am I am I thirty three this year? No, I'm thir- I'm turning thirty two oh. this year. So I don't know. There's something in the math there. But uh, I uh, really, you know, never would have expected it to run this long. But it absolutely, we're not running out of steam. Like it's so good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys know the thrill of doing a Harry Potter podcast <laughs> in this space. Yeah, it's just oh, yeah. so fun. The the fandom is so vibrant still. It's just yeah. yeah. I keep um, because I run the Wizarding Wireless Collective Facebook group. Yes. I keep a running list of every English language Harry Potter podcast, and I can tell you right now there are currently running, I believe, sixty four. Uh, chapter by chapter Harry Potter podcast. Oh, that's amazing. 64? 64. Well, how many of the ones aren't chapter by chapter podcasts? Seven. <laughs> so, like, Are you so serious? Like I think so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are you counting MuggleCast? I'm a... counting MuggleCast as not a reread podcast. Oh. So. That's not, that's not. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. But, wow. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's definitely fun to be creating in this space Fun to be a part of the fandom. Fun to have, uh, you know, listeners. We we often hear from people who are like been listening for years, or I listened to you guys since the beginning, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, we listened to us since the beginning, but we were on the show, <laughs> so I can't imagine another human being other than our mothers uh, tuning in every tuning in every week. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, just to answer the the quick question of how I got started, I joined in episode three. There was some kind of a scheduling conflict, and hmm. uh, one of the hosts who had been on the first two episodes couldn't make it. So Ben, uh, who was one of the hosts at the time, um, and I, who like he knew me because we all we all contributed to MuggleNet. We mm-hmm. all like wrote and did stuff on MuggleNet.com, uh, which launched the podcast. And Ben and I used to have like we were we were like 16, 17, <laughs> like years before we had these heart to hearts because he and I both kind of had like some rough family stuff. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we met over MuggleNet and kind of just like would call one another. Like we had each other's first cell phone numbers and this kind of <laughs> thing. And it was a really lovely friendship that was like based on, you know, being friends and, and really just dealing with some some hard stuff. So I, I think it was for that reason, although I haven't asked him since, but he just called me up out of the blue one day and said, you know, MuggleNet is starting this new podcast. And I had, I read like the news article, but I wasn't really aware what a podcast was. Mm-hmm. Um, no one was. Time, yeah. They were, like, <laughs> they were like, they were brand new. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And it turns out like that month, Steve Jobs just like introduced the Apple, like the podcast directory, which like made podcasts so much more easy to find for people. So like that's how long ago it was. But but Ben called me up and was like, "Hey, uh, you know, are you available at like five o'clock today?" And I I had a job, my first job, I think, working in a movie theater, but I I didn't work that day, so I was like, "Yeah, cool." He's like, "Go buy a USB headset at Best Buy and download something called Skype." And I had never heard of Skype. Wow. Which, Years later, we're on Skype right now. Spoiler yeah. alert. So, yeah, it's, it's a super throwback, too, because MuggleCast has moved on to we use Zoom meetings when we record. But, yeah, uh, I but was you... like, what is this when I was on MuggleCast? <laughs> <laughs> that was nuts. Yeah. Okay, I'll admit. Yeah, Zoom is still pretty confusing, but we needed to do video occasionally. So, mm-hmm. um, 
But uh, but yeah, so so anyway, it was just I think it was one of those things where I you know I try and live my life through uh, con- human connection, right? Um, mm-hmm. And really value that, and I, I honestly think that that was what made Ben think of me and reach out. Um, or they were just scraping the bottom of the barrel and like, well, damn, <laughs> who can we, who can we, who can we go? But needless to say, it stuck. I found a passion. I found. A, I mean, I can't listen to early me. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I wouldn't shut up. You know, I was, <laughs> I was just so, I was just so over enthusiastic. But I think that it connected with a majority of the listeners who were our age. Yeah, um, and yeah. that's that's kind of the big thing is Harry Potter fans, you know, who were growing up with the books. We were those fans, and they were us. Um, so it, I think that's probably that, and the backing of MuggleNet.com, the web's most visited Harry Potter fan site, <laughs> um, helped helped the show to grow to become uh, what it, what it what it was, and and it's it's no longer. Uh, a MuggleNet podcast, but it's still going strong. That's a great story. It is. I love that. I remember like spending a lot of time on MuggleNet. <laughs> you too, probably, right? Oh, Sarah? yeah. I listened to MuggleCast yeah. when I was in high school. Yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't know what podcasts were. <laughs> <laughs> I only knew because I was so deep in the fandom and everybody was like, listen to this podcast and this podcast. Uh-huh. And I had like... There's a bunch back then that I didn't that are no longer around, and sure. it's amazing that MuggleCast is still around and weekly, and it's incredible. Yeah. Honestly, I'm so impressed. It's always fun to come back to the fandom and be like, "Oh, everything's still the same. This is amazing." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had that experience a few times recently. Um, I want to get your guys' recent thoughts on some J.K. Rowling stuff, though. Did you guys cover any of the recent developments uh, on your podcast at all? Um, we did to the best of. of our abilities. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, we didn't feel like we were a hundred percent like uh, qualified smart or enough. smart enough oh. to talk about. It. <laughs> I mean, we um, we definitely like made kind of a statement where we were like, "This is not a thing that we agree with. This is bad." Yeah, um, and there's a lot of really great like trans fanfic and fanfic authors out there. So mm-hmm. we've been trying to push that um, pretty good, hard for good, the last couple good, months. Good for you guys, honestly. And yeah, I mean, we we released a, a small statement um, and actually uh, had a guest guest host on who identifies yeah. as trans. Who like I we were just asking, and I learned I learned so much from that. You mm-hmm. know, it was it was forty five minutes. I understood when she sent out the tweet. I did a little research, and I was like, "Holy crap, this is bad." Yeah. But until you until you speak with somebody who's living it, until you speak with the person. Or and the people most affected by those kinds of actions, you can tend to like gloss over it. Mm-hmm, right. But I see the fandom as being at a very difficult impasse. So much in this world is like a difficult yeah. threshold right yeah. now. It feels. But I mean, with Britain leaving the European Union, like what the frick is going on? <laughs> um, but the uh, you know, yeah. and the stuff in America. But yeah, so I, I, I just the reason I bring it up too is. Um, well, you told me this was kind of an R-rated podcast, <laughs> uh, so I'm getting into topics that will make me want to swear. Um, but also, you, you know, while I do feel that for the large majority of the Harry Potter fandom, not a lot has changed and it feels like going home, mm-hmm. there's almost been a greater call to action or a greater call to embrace the art for the art mm-hmm. um, and kind of cast off its author. Yeah. I think yeah. it's become necessary if you want to hold these stories close to your heart to kind of 
understand that its author is not infallible mm-hmm. and that the messages you may find within the books can still be valuable even if the author's a big old transphobe. Yeah, right. I think I think the last like few years it's really seemed like the fandom's been having like a real turning like growing up point almost. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we are literally grown-ups what? now. What do you mean? I mean, not me, personally, um, but there are grown-ups out there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I feel like there was there was a lot of stuff with, the, like, uh, the Native American stuff. And yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of difficult stuff. Over the last, the last couple last... of years, like, the yeah. like new stuff coming out and, you know, JK being all over Twitter all the time has sort of, like, We've created... all had to take a cold, hard look at where we are. Uh-huh. It's been a little mm. unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the, the fandom is wonderful. It's a wonderful oh, yeah. place. It's so like loving and supportive. And, you know, we couldn't ask to be creating in a more supportive space. Yeah, I think yeah, it's definitely true. That's for sure. The fandom has really just always been comprised of its people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like a really dumb statement. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that on paper wouldn't read well. But I'm like, yeah, you know, it's. Just, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Your your episode, I listened to that one and it was it was really good. I thought that was a great Thanks. conversation. Yeah, we'll link yeah, it in we'll, the description too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rory Rory's really, really smart. Yeah. So it's great having her on. Yeah. Um, well, let's get to a couple of our uh, guest questions. We have the same We've guest this questions. Little, it's like that really we... serious discussion. Yeah, that we I normally know. don't do. Let's get into some shit posting now, I guess. <laughs> um we'll start out easiest question. What's your Hogwarts house? I. Maybe it's not the easiest question. You say, so you say <laughs> that to all of our guests and they're all I, like, I should have uh... been prepared to answer, answer this. No, um, I'm going to say, so when we last saw each other at Leaky Boston, I was really doubling down on Gryffindor. Uh-huh. Uh, I had initially felt like a Gryffindor and not for the reason that like. You know, everybody's a Gryffindor when they're a kid because, like, mm-hmm. Harry's a Gryffindor. Right. You Unless have to really like real... stand out if you want to, like, as a kid, sort yourself into, like, Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw, right? Because it's usually mm-hmm. the books are so heavy on Gryffindor Slytherin. But then <laughs> when Pottermore first came out, I got sorted into Hufflepuff. I got to say, I was feeling more like a Gryffindor again a couple months ago, but now I feel like it might still be Hufflepuff. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I honestly, mm-hmm. it's between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. Nice. Yeah, that's a perfectly acceptable answer. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> it's funny how much like everyone we talk to struggles with that. I think. Yeah, I I say it's the easiest question every single time. You do, and everyone's like, "Well, I'm really." I. It's, it's just causing because... me a lot of introspection right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just because I'm, so I'm, glad the I'm most... not the only person to stumble on that. <laughs> oh no, yeah, it's no. everyone. I've flip flopped a few times on our podcast. It's fine. I'm the most Slytherin to ever Slytherin, yeah, so I just I can't. I can't relate. I um, okay, so what is your one true pairing in Harry Potter? This is going to be the most vanilla ass answer you can possibly <laughs> guess, but I think you guys know the answer. To this. It's Henny, uh, Harry Potter, and Virginia Weasley. Virginia- <laughs> So, so by calling her Virginia, are you saying that you really like fan fiction's portrayal of her in like 2002? <sighs> okay, maybe I just call her Ginny. I don't know. I can't claim to have been up with the 2002. Ben, what do you mean? Did they used to just like 
adultize her by well we just her. we didn't we didn't know her name for so long everybody just kind of guessed it was, it was virginia virginia, virginia. whatever is reason. it not Uh-oh. no wow eric 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 yeah what <laughs> it's ginevra ginevra weasley <laughs> we thought you were making oh, no, it we thought you were making a deep cut <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is what we get for always. That's right. It is Ginevra. No, I had, a temp- I, had, I had a momentary lapse of sanity. I oh, nice. No, it's you're... that morning tea. I don't usually do caffeine this early. Um, but uh, but yeah, Ginevra Weasley, Ginny and Harry, OTP for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, I feel like every but most people's OTPs are Harry and Ginny or Ron and Hermione. Yeah. So that's definitely not a vanilla answer to get. That's the. Most. I mean, it's I'm, it's a great yeah. pairing, and I love it so much. They're so good. They're so good together, and they go together in such great ways. And your fan fiction is so beautiful, Eric. <laughs> well, and I, as we as we spoke about that, I really felt the need because we were doing chapter by chapter over on Mugglecast for book six, mm-hmm. and Laura brought up the question like, "What's so special about Ginny?" She didn't think Ginny was like she wasn't sold on the relationship. And mm-hmm. to be fair. I was reminded that J.K. Rowling herself skips like three crucial weeks yeah. when they first start dating mm-hmm. in the book. So the books themselves didn't quite ha- – like I felt it in my in my mind, in my brain, in my heart that this was the right yeah. pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not in text justified. Right. Yeah. It's, it's super textual. Uh, so I had to feel – you know, that's part of why I'm writing the fanfic is to kind of flesh mm-hmm. out – why I think that they're perfect for one another. I plan to prove it in this as I, I will. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, oh, yeah. That's, you know, that's where fan right. fiction's great, though. Yeah. Fill in those things that you're positive about canon mm-hmm. that you know, maybe aren't there. And on that front, now I am uh, convinced that I want to read some good Cho Harry stuff. Hmm. Oh. Because we are going through Order of the Phoenix, as I said, but the relationship with Harry and Cho, I don't know that it ever had a shot, Mm-mm. really. No. It I didn't. think they were probably in different places at different, like, yes. uh, we aren't, we, we haven't reached the dumpster fire of the tea shop oh, uh, God. chapter. <laughs> oh. But, like, I really can't, well, I'm giddy with anticipation to figure out exactly what joe was going for because at 17 or 15 when the book came out i didn't Mm -hmm. understand really at all the the plotting or writing element of it Mm -hmm. but i remember it being a dumpster fire and Mm -hmm. so i want to kind of see if anybody like can write a like a convincing because i like cho a lot yeah no cho's Cho's really cool They're just like both so traumatized at the same time that yeah. they can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they were doomed. Yeah, but we're I don't at know. the point in the book where she's like really, really cute and like hitting him up and like complimenting mm-hmm. him and like she. Oh, we just read in the Hogshead. She stays a little second later. Yeah, like her friend is like, "Come on, Jill, let's go." <laughs> but she's like making a thing of getting like her purse or whatever um, <laughs> yeah. to like leave the Hogshead, and she like looks back and even Hermione comments and it's like she kept trying to look at you <laughs> like this oh, is yeah, adorable so, so I'm I'm 100% in a, like Harry Ginny OTP but yeah. I'm 100% in on exploring mm. Cho Harry and I really really want to do that at some point in the next couple months yes yeah. nice. oh poor Cho all right so speaking of like you wanting to delve into these Harry Cho fanfics and stuff like what is your 
What's your history with fanfic? Is it a recent history or did you used to read more or? Here's the question. I, or not a question. Here's the thing. I was always hesitant about fan fiction Mm -hmm. for two reasons. I think one reason was more legit than the other. (laughs) (laughs) The, the, the reason I told everybody and it was valid because I have a a problem with this. I didn't want to get, uh, what I was reading in fan fiction confused with the actual canon. We are very confused at this point. <laughs> Sequoia and I have gotten so confused. So I do like, not know. <laughs> the books were not out yet, like all of them. So I yeah. was like, what if I get to book seven and I'm like, but where is the psychic serpent? Yeah. Where, where you know, where the hell is uh, Harry's pet snake in, in chapter one of Deathly Hallows? Like, I get to chapter 10 of, of Deathly Hallows and I'm like, okay, Hedwig died. You know, she had it coming, but where the hell is the snake? <laughs> Um, you know, Why isn't Harry setting everyone like on something fire? Weird. So, I, yeah, yeah, I I envisioned a scenario in which even even if I had found, and this goes along with part two, I could never find anybody who like recreated the voice for me of J.K. Mm-hmm. Rowling. Right. Yeah. Um, that's not to say it's not out there. I believe that there are good writers out there that could capture it, but I never looked real far because I was also I was just yeah I was really really worried about. Come if there was one kernel that I flippin' loved mm-hmm. it, uh, from fanfic, it would have made me angry or confused that it wasn't in the book. <laughs> and yeah. so that's my that's my whole excuse for not getting into fanfic during the book series. Sure. And then my argument for not getting into fanfic after the series is I don't have one. I was I just didn't. So okay, yeah. <laughs> rarely, rarely. I I read a couple of I read a couple of um fix here and there mm-hmm. you guys know about debt of time yeah yes that's a big it's one like it's a big the one massive one yeah that a ton of people are into mm-hmm. um by shailani it's like four it's thousands of pages it's long very um, long i read the first quarter of it i want to mm-hmm. say and it's it's real good mm-hmm. um so I've read I've read some over the years. I mentioned Psychic Serpent. I think I read some of that. Who mm. hasn't read um, My Immortal? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Know? Honestly. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, it's text. it's mostly pretty light. Like the last thing, the last fanfic I went through was for uh, the Potterotica podcast, uh, mm-hmm. or formerly Potterotica Fangasm. It was a Draco Harry uh, Draco Harry. Um, Halloween episode uh, Ooh, where, nice. where Draco, I think, dresses as, Harry dresses as a mummy. I uh, want to say a sexy something. mummy. <laughs> a sexy mummy. It, 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 was just, it just seemed to be a bandaged. Like I don't even think he used magic to like secure the bandages. I think it was just like toilet paper. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, that's silly. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we're we're happy to share more fan fiction with you today. What do you um, have? Don't stop I looking can't at me. wait. This is what I mean. I can't. I feel so blessed, you guys. This is going to be great. <laughs> um, our final question. Right. We are uh, we are obsessed Idiots. with oh. fanfic Draco. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the same thing. As we just both said the same thing. Okay. Um, we're obsessed with fanfic Draco because he's just all over the map. Who is Draco today? Um. And so we always like to ask our guests, what is your Draco true pairing? I 
I agree with you. Like everything that I've read about Draco, he's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost as though book Draco walked so that fanfic Draco could run. <laughs> yes, I would agree. Or it's a great fly. Characterization. He you does know, fly. Like, yeah, the he definitely turmoil, flies. He's really evolved from you know as recently <laughs> as the very end of book six. Draco's like totally shown up by Dumbledore and totally in such like the, like, the most weakened mental and emotional state you could mm-hmm, hope for with mm-hmm. his family and everything that's going on. But like he bursts through Deathly Hallows into and, and, and into the future of fan fiction. Mm-hmm. The most well-adjusted, like super <laughs> smart, like emotionally intelligent, like he might still have like his kinks here and there, but like by all accounts, Draco is so much more mature than Harry. Um in in like a lot of the fanfic that I've read. Ah, mm-hmm. um, so good for him. <laughs> but pairing wise, I have a weird, I, I didn't, re- I guess I didn't realize I felt this way until book six, but you know, Pansy Parkinson was like really, really into Draco. Yeah. And yeah. And like, yeah. and like letting his head on her lap yeah. and stuff. I kind of always wish that they got together. Nice. That's good. That's, That's good. good. That's a good yeah. one. Yep. Pansy. I Pansy's think I probably, funny. I probably, yeah, I probably should be saying that, like, I advocate for people not to marry people that they met in school, like elementary school and or, or middle school and high school. I think that's a toxic thing that, pro- like, none of those, really not a lot of those relationships would work out because you haven't seen the world. But in Harry Potter's universe, I'll let it slide because pretty much everybody does that. I mean, Draco might be better suited for some... I don't know Egyptian witch in the that he meets on in the outback yeah, of Australia nice. while he's working at a Starbucks, you know, something like that. I'm into Amazing, that. yeah. Uh, but but who will ever know? I think um, because Pansy was really into him, and, and everybody deserves love. I would love to read some fanfic about those two. Sure. Oh, for sure. I Excellent. Love, I love all Pansy. Pansy fanfic is a special brand of. Hilarious. It's also all over the place. Yeah. So really, they true. deserve each other. Sure. Um. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Cool. Well, uh, we'll start off. So we do predictions on this podcast. Ooh. So I'm going to give you the title of the fanfic, mm-hmm. the genre, mm-hmm. and then what book it was released after. So we only do fanfic that was released um, before book seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we're trying to capture a time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so then you will make three predictions about what you think is going to happen in the fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Okay. You said this one was sent in by a listener? Yes, this is a listener submission. They send you weird <laughs> stuff, dude. They, oh, man. They're either trying to get me to freak you out with something fucking weird. Uh-huh. Or, like, or they're sending me, like, uh, normal shit. Uh-huh. But a lot of trying to freak you out. Shit. Um, that's not, that's, I mean, we'll see. They have a goal now. <laughs> yeah. They've learned that I can be disturbed. <laughs> All right. Rude. Did we ever figure out, did Archive of Our Own win the Hugo Award? It did. It did. It did. <sighs> I'm so happy about that. Honest, why is there laughter? That was amazing. No, I, the, no we're, we're about we, it. It's a Hugo Award winning. Yeah, exactly. We read Hugo Award winning material. material. Yeah. And it's, it's wonderful. Great. Oh, now I understand that that's the funniest <laughs> joke ever. <laughs> <laughs> Every, it's 
I was going to talk about how it's a mark of legitimacy for writers who to get like, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. noticed and, and appreciated for their work. And then you're like, yeah, we read <laughs> you go award winning garbage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is dribble. Oh, we're about oh, it's it. Beautiful and weird. All right. Can I get some predictions for for a fan fiction titled Le Prrr? <laughs> What? The what? Sorry? It's le prr. <laughs> okay, right off the bat, this is what a the fuck, man? love story between uh, Crookshanks and uh-huh. Mrs. Norris. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh there will be oh oh okay i i told i said i told myself i wouldn't have these predictions go hand in hand so i'm going to try something different mm-hmm. this uh this fan fiction involves uh furrying okay what does so that maybe mean par- maybe partial maybe partial transformation oh okay cool uh into an animal or 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 is set my third prediction or is set during the uh period of time when hermione uh was 12 mm-hmm. and accidentally turned into a cat okay those are great. Excellent. Okay, give me the other clues. Um, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> that was like very good. Wow. Um, it's a post uh, Half Blood Prince, and um, it is uh, humor slash romance. Okay, that's nothing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was actually post Half Blood Prince might be not helpful. If this is another fucking R A B fic, I will oh. cry. This is a listener submission. Shit. Okay, this is Crookshank slash McGonagall. <laughs> oh, snap. You went there. I was too afraid. <laughs> oh, I'm not afraid of the horrible. I am afraid, actually. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, very yeah, afraid. Yeah. The forget. one time Sequoia traumatized me on this podcast was Crookshank's focused. It was. Wow. Good God. I didn't even think it was that traumatizing. It was just... Why was Hermione so into it? <laughs> oh, my God. Here's the thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Context. Crookshanks <laughs> turned out to be R.A.B. And then Hermione was into it. Yeah. And he was in love with Hermione. And somehow he, when he went into his animagus form and then he came out of it, he just like stayed 19 years old. <laughs> this is very good. Uh, you're um, stalling. What? Who's you're stalling? stalling. <laughs> you got two more predictions. Fuck, I can't come up with anything. <laughs> I hate this. Lepur. <laughs> Lepur is a restaurant. Okay, <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, and someone reveals a power that we didn't know they had before. Oh, okay. Is that specific enough? I think that's fine. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Like a new power. Yeah, a new power. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. This story is called Leper. Horrible. <laughs> I just say I'm so jealous that you can roll your your tongue. <laughs> I think I I think I would I think I would be kicked out of the Hispanic person club if I was not able to do that. <laughs> your, your mom would have oh, like man. yeah. That's a you. tight tough tough club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo. Oh. All right. Excellent. This I just want to say very quickly that the the uh, the author has dedicated this story no. to their very nifty jacket. 
what? What the f- <laughs> Amazing? Okay. What? No. Does that have anything to do with the story? It kind of does. Okay. I mean, we'll get it. Does a character get a very nifty jacket? <laughs> oh, my God. Is it a... Not really a jacket. Is it a leather vest? Okay, but which character do we most ship with a nifty jacket? (laughs) Uh, Uh, Dumbledore. Marietta Edgecombe. Wow. (laughs) Luna Lovegood would have a nifty jacket. She would. So would Xenophilius, honestly. Yeah. Xenophilius Lovegood slash a nifty jacket. Xenophilius in the 70s on a motorbike. Yes. Yes. Uh, Excellent. Incredible. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent, good. I'm He's glad. just like, it's not actually a jacket. It's just like a bunch of buttons that looks like a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it's buttons threaded together like chain mail. Yes. Like- yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my new Xenophilius Lovegood cosplay. Sure. Woo. All right. <laughs> um, all right, excellent. Let's get into this. Harry really liked his new coat. Okay. See, we're there. Okay, it's, we're it's there a, he doesn't already. call it a V nifty jacket jacket, but it's it's a new coat. Okay. Sorry I didn't expect that. that to pay off so easily. So <laughs> Yeah. It's almost like the That's author kind of was like, I don't know how to dedicate this, but I want to do a dedication. <laughs> I should go back through my work. Okay, line one. He really liked Okay, great. I'm gonna there we go. Anything that the author puts at the beginning of the fic is always beautiful. Gold. Whatever (laughs) quote they have, song lyrics, um, shout out to their BFF, (laughs) who they wrote this story for. (laughs) Love them all. It was black and fuzzy and had odd little drawstring-like things at the sides so he could tighten it up. Is he talking about a hoodie? <laughs> is I it don't... is it fuzzy like furry? Because that sounds nuts, and I love it. <laughs> is this just as Harry never, you know, the Dursleys never took him shopping at yeah. any of the outlet malls, so he just Harry's doesn't never know seen what a, a coat is. before. <laughs> Harry's never seen a hoodie. Oh no! I think I... <laughs> this is a, this is one man's journey of discovery of a hoodie. <laughs> I can put the hood on and it keeps my ears warm. <laughs> got this neat pouch in the front. Game changer. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're both wearing hoodies right now. We are. <sighs> I am too. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. We didn't even plan it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Of course, when it was tightened, it would bunch in strange ways, making... Sorry. What is this coat? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I've read this fic. Don't know what the coat looks like. Okay. Still can't conjure up. I get. I mean, it if, bunches up in strange ways. I'm trying to imagine a a hoodie, but one that you can also just like tighten at the random, like some of, random or sections, or that... it's just got a lot of little drawstrings all over it. You know how Hagrid's coat has uh-huh. all those pockets? Yes. Mm-hmm. It would be like that, but on Harry and with drawstrings. <laughs> oh, this is getting great. <laughs> I hope this is not the coat that the author owns. I um, mean, usually, <laughs> usually when we get descriptions of clothing like this, it's either something the author owns or something they, they saw at the mall to. and wanted. Oh, man. I would love to have that be like a 
retail uh, recovery <laughs> of like going to a mall, wanting something so flipping bad that I went home and wrote a fanfic <laughs> where Hermione Harry Potter characters outfit. are wearing that thing. Yes. Yes. It <laughs> happens. <laughs> I did it as a teen. You did oh that? God. Oh, of course I did. I love that. Oh, we haven't had any of your fics that have outfit descriptions in them. I know. We'll get there. Uh, no, we won't. Don't lie. You're, you've stopped doing that. <laughs> I know. It's hard. It makes you too sad. <laughs> I was a terrible writer. Okay. Um, so he had, it was tightened. It had a bunch of whatever's on it. It would bunch in strange ways. Um, it was quite handy since when it was zipped all up almost to the top, he could have his wand in the inside pocket and be able to get to it easily. That doesn't make any sense. No. That does not make any sense. <laughs> what is the if coat you, look If like? you've ever zipped up a jacket, you know that an inside pocket is the least accessible part <laughs> of the jacket while it's zipped up. Especially zipped up Unless almost to the top. He's got it like bunched up some way that he can get his arm out of the sleeve and into the inside pocket real easy. This is, is worse than the don't carry your... Well, this was written after Halfway Prince? <laughs> after yeah. after Moody was like, be careful where you carry your wand. Yeah. <laughs> This was this was this was worse than losing a buttock is losing your freaking lung. Yeah, your your wand is pointed directly at your heart. <laughs> yeah. Why don't wands have you know, safety? I wouldn't put it past Harry. So so far I consider this fic canon component. <laughs> All right, nice. Yeah, excellent. One day, Harry's coat was growling softly. <laughs> Oh my freaking god. If he still puts this on, even though it clearly just wants to eat him, I still consider that to be canon compliant. What is this, Sequoia? I know a listener sent it to me. Growling. It's growling. Yeah, softly. One day Harry's coat was growling softly. He, he was apparently the only one not alarmed by this. Yeah? Yep. That checks out. <laughs> He's like, oh, what a cool nifty feature. It growls. It growls. Uh, is the coat going to eat him? <laughs> is he going to use the growling coat to defeat Voldemort? <laughs> oh, I'm very hopeful. <laughs> What if the growling coat is Voldemort? <laughs> mm. These are all great the plot options. Thickens. Oh. In fact, he would occasionally stop whatever his hands were doing and stroke the odd thing. Okay. It would then <laughs> let out a gentle purr in response. Uh. And he would smile like a love struck prat before getting back to work. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Harry's wearing mm-hmm. this bizarre lumpy coat that he pets. Yes. Nice coat. Oh, he- fuzzy coat. <laughs> oh, who's a good coat? Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your visual bit. Eric can't even see the visual bit. Audience oh one. Oh, man. They all are. I hate it. Um... Yeah, I mean, he pets it, uh huh, and then he smiles like a love-struck prat. Yep. Can please just continue? I don't think I can unpack all of this. (laughs) No. 
no one really understood what it was about that caused the coat to growl. It's like an animal. Mm. Yeah, it's clearly like been half transfigured. Yeah, it's like a dog that was transfigured into a coat. That's horrible. Oh, wow. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. It was a bit frightening. Uh Uh-huh. And caused Hermione to ask him if it was slowly eating his innards. Well, it would have to eat his outards first, Hermione. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. These magical artifacts. (laughs) (laughs) What? Harry, is your coat eating your lung? Harry, (laughs) aren't you worried? What about your kidneys, Harry? Why would that be where your brain goes? I just... Continue. I'm so confused. She thought it was a weight-losing coat. That checks out. <laughs> His Harry, who is consistently described as rail thin, uh-huh. could could really do with losing some weight. Yeah. 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 A weight-losing He's, coat? Uh, really... <laughs> Losing coat. The kind that is sold in disreputable places and at prices one could buy a mid-priced vehicle for. What kind of vehicle, Hermione? Go go into more specifics. (laughs) Are we talking about a Tesla? Mm -hmm. Are we talking about a Comet 260? Uh I think. (laughs) Right. Uh, Flying carpet. Flying carpet. Yeah. Seems to check out. I mean... It seems like, yeah, she thinks he bought this coat, like, kind of in a shady portion of Nocturne Alley. He was like, that coat looks fly as fuck. <laughs> and he didn't know that it's that eating it was a, his innards. That it's eating his innards. It's a weight-losing coat. I mean, that's a interesting use of magic. I like that. I mean, I don't like it, but it's it's, it's an interesting concept. I, I love it when when fanfic authors come up with like weird stuff like this, like a black market horrible thing. Yeah, because that, that is you terrifying. could do with magic. That's yeah. You put on this coat and it slowly eats you. Horrible. Yeah. I love it. Gross. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think it's creative too. Yeah, yeah I agree. This is some gross body horror kind of shit. <laughs> Great. <Thinner>. <laughs> <laughs> Harry had laughed and rubbed the bulge, which was settling at his right hip for a moment. What the fuck? What? So there appears to be just sort of like a like a traveling animal bulge inside his coat. The coat impregnated Harry. (laughs) Oh god! (laughs) It wasn't taking out his insides. Ah! It was depositing. That's horrible. I hate it. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. The the bulge is currently settled at his right hip. No. Um. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Harry had laughed, and he, there was a bulge at the right hip. Uh-huh. And then he said, he was already too skinny, wasn't he? Uh-huh. Hermione mm-hmm. had yeah. to agree. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> then... What is it? Okay, no, Harry being skinny doesn't doesn't preclude it being a weight losing coat that's eating him. No, he could just not know. 
He could be oblivious as he is to yeah. what's happening. You guys, it's a really cool coat. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, it has so many drawstrings. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's slowly killing me. <laughs> He's going to look fashionable until the very bitter end. <laughs> well, then, what is it? She demanded. Harry smiled that love-struck smile again. Oh, God. If I tell you, you have to swear you won't tell anyone. Wait, Harry knows what it is? Okay. What? Okay, fine. This might break canon if Harry has a clue. (laughs) (laughs) It's been pretty canon compliant so so far. far. So far. So far, so good. (laughs) If I tell you, you have to swear you won't tell anyone. That includes Ron, all right? Okay. Hermione nodded. Becoming a bit perturbed. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Harry dragged her into his office. What? Harry, oh, are they adults? They're adults. We found out. Okay. They're right adults. Now. Okay. Right. Into his office. I assume they're at the Ministry of Magic and yeah. he's just like wandering around in his weird coat, <laughs> stroking it. And everyone's just like, yeah, this is fine. I mean, there's always a couple people in your office that you're like, yeah, they're doing their thing. Good for them. <laughs> Good for them. He had a bulge in his pocket before they uh, went in there. <laughs> hey, they come out and the bulge is gone. <laughs> Don't tell Ron. <laughs> Don't tell Ron. Ooh. Ugh, like I would ever harmony oh, yeah. on this podcast <laughs> or in my life. Ugh. <sighs> Harry dragged her to his office and stroked the bulge that was slipping towards his navel. Oh, God. (laughs) Sequoia, that's gross. What? Gross. I didn't find this. A listener sent it to me. You are choosing to read this story about Harry stroking a hairy bulge (laughs) to me and Eric. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Hmm. The bulge started to purr again. Anyone? Anybody got any thoughts? Overwhelmed by dick jokes. Was it a was it a leper? <laughs> I believe so. I believe it was. <sighs> you're overwhelmed by dick jokes, so yeah. you're not gonna make one? No. Okay, that's fine. That's fine too. Um once the purring reached a certain point, Harry carefully unzipped the coat. Sequoia. What? <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Wait, what if it's just a kitten? <laughs> what if it's, what if it's just, just a kitten, kitten he found in the alleyway and it's cold in London and so he tooks it, he takes it in and he just keeps it in his jacket. In his yeah. very cool coat? Yeah. And I've been thinking of nasty things because yeah. I'm the nasty man? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, he put his hand inside and pulled out a dark blue gray mass. Uh-huh. Is it another jacket? <laughs> it has a baby jacket. <laughs> it's Harry and the jacket's baby, as we discussed earlier. Oh, we made dope. this. Look at our baby. You can wear it. <laughs> Harry starts a fashion trend by giving out jackets that mate with their owners and <laughs> little jackets. 
It's on trend. Oh. It's on trend. <laughs> Ooh. It was Hermione blinked in amazement at the dark colored cat that was tucked comfortably in Harry's arms. It was a cat. Yeah, I'm right. the nasty man. You're the nasty man. It was it was a cat the whole time. I don't know about the whole time. <laughs> Let's read up. Probably minutes ago it was still part of the jacket. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time. Ooh. The cat was tucked comfortably in Harry's arms. All right. It blinked startlingly silver eyes at her. Okay, so he's found a blue cat with silver eyes. It's a dark blue-gray cat hmm. with silver eyes. Okay. And... What person is this cat? <laughs> that disdainful glint in its eyes reminded her of... <sighs> is this cat... Draco? I don't know. Is, is Harry Draco? carrying Draco is, around is in his pa- coat? Is it, is it Papa Smurf? <laughs> oh my god. Please continue. The glint in its eyes reminded her of You're joking. The cat yawned. I assure you, Granger. <laughs> Hello, Draco. <laughs> Nice to have you in the studio today. <laughs> Draco's it's always here. nice when you can make it. <laughs> Draco made it to the pod today. Aww. I assure you, Granger. So is he still a cat? I that's actually something I'm not clear about. Can people people can't talk in their in their animagus forms, right? Right. Correct. Okay. So he's just doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> Nice. I want this to be, now I want this to be dedicated to, uh, what's the cat's name in Sabrina? Salem. 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 Yeah. Right. Eric just said Salem. That. You did just say that. <laughs> um, I want this to be dedicated to Salem instead of the coat now. Hmm. The cat was talking in a very familiar drawl. Uh-huh. Hermione stared at the medium-sized feline. <laughs> Malfoy? What the hell happened to you? Hmm. Harry smiled foolishly at the cat in his arms and answered for him. Well... It's a weird sex thing we're trying out. (laughs) (laughs) You're still trying. What? You're still trying to make it into something it's not. It's It's just a little cat. It's Harry Draco. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. It's in the text. I've, I've always said Draco was such a pussy. <laughs> nice. Zing, got, got him. <laughs> well, he was trying a new potion, and apparently... <laughs> and apparently added too much catnip. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, silly. Don't don't you just hate it when you're trying to get a little bit of catnip, but you open the jar and Mm -hmm. you have to stick the knife in to get the thing to come out. And all (laughs) of a sudden it all clumps and the whole catnip thing goes in. It's like a landslide. Yep. And then you're a cat. Because you drank it even though you fucked it up. (laughs) Now I'm hearing Stevie Nicks. (laughs) 
And nice. the landslide <laughs> down. Eric's made the yeah. he made the playlist. Oh yeah. Eric, you made the playlist. We keep a stupid playlist of every song we mention on the podcast for reasons. Oh my well, landslide's gotta be it. Yeah, it's gonna go it on. does. Made the playlist. Nice. nice. Incredible. What a good guitar song. Uh, a, I love that song. It's nice when we can get good songs on there instead of all the stupid <laughs> things we reference. Instead of me just singing high school musical. I think I did a B-52 song in the live stream yeah, recently. Yeah, one. <laughs> um, which did one you, did I do? I don't remember. Uh, I don't oh. remember. <laughs> I'll have to go back because it's got to go in the playlist. Sure. Was it Rome? Was it 52 Girls? Was it Planet Claire? Was it Love wow. Shack? I'm was usually rock singing Rock Lobster if I'm singing a <laughs> B-52 was it song. Was Idaho? Was it... That was way more B-52 songs than I knew. The, 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 the Time Capsule Greatest Hits. I'm nice. a big fan of theirs. Nice. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, this is not where I imagined this conversation going. Incredible. <clears throat> and apparently added too much catnip and not enough wolfsbane, was it? <laughs> the cat that was Malfoy, that's all hyphenated, by the way. Cat that cat was Malfoy. That was Malfoy sure. Nodded. Mm-hmm. Looking, more, looking more than a little peeved. Cats just look like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cats, cats are just always cross. I don't okay. know that Draco as a cat can be more disdainful than just a regular cat. Yeah, only, only McGonagall pulls that off. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's very true. It's the it's the body language, right? In chapter one of book one, it's yeah. like this cat was sitting straighter than any other cat. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The first time in 10 years that I make a mistake in potions, and what happens? I'm turned into a bloody cat. (laughs) I never make mistakes. (laughs) I'm the best. Shut the fuck up, Draco. (laughs) Harry scratched the Malfoy cat behind the ears. And crooned to him. Do kitty kitty kitty. But you make such a lovely cat, don't you? Horrible. (laughs) They're in love. Horrible. (laughs) Hermione decided to go along with the madness for a bit. I would just leave. Like, (laughs) all right, I'm out. Do that. (laughs) Whatever it is you're doing. I would have entered the office in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) I have something to show you, Hermione. Oh, God. Traveling. (laughs) Ooh, very good. And what kind of cat are you? I am a Russian blue. Mm -hmm. One of the most elegant aristocrats of the feline family. Oh, my God. Um, is this the part where he introduces himself in song? <laughs> is that an Aristocats reference? No, it was a Cats reference. Oh, okay, gotcha. I'm the Malfoy Cats, <laughs> and I'm here to say... <laughs> Jellicle Cats. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I got nothing... <laughs> I'm I'm actually googling Russian blue cat <laughs> for images, and you know what? This kind of checks out. Does they are they're cute like cats. Him? They're they're uh, they're they're actually very pretty cats. 
I like all cats. All cats are pretty. (laughs) He has to be the prettiest cat. Yeah. He wouldn't settle for anything but the prettiest cat. Yeah, that is actually a pretty good pick for what kind of cat Draco would turn into, though, I think. Tweeted us if you have any other ideas. <laughs> Tweeted us. Uh, <laughs> Tweeted us no, what kind of would cats be this they would one. be. <laughs> I like that the stuff you guys have been most on board with is that like he would be this kind of cat. Yeah. And like yeah, that uh that coat that eats you like pretty pretty cool idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, there's nothing wrong with the underlying premise. I don't. Know. No, this <laughs> is every all fine. other aspect possible is a little questionable. <laughs> Hermione shook her head and left the office, saying over her shoulder, If he comes back here again, make sure he's had his vaccinations and such. <laughs> okay, if you're vaccinating it in the in the wizarding world, are you vaccinated in the cat world? I feel like you are, right? Right, like it's if you're not- as a person, you had your vaccinations. I mean, I haven't been vaccinated against rabies, have you? I guess there are there are certain diseases that you wouldn't be vaccinated against as a human because they only occur in animals. Yeah, are there wizarding true. vaccines? Wait a second. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, we're oh this is Uh-oh. this is the rabbit <laughs> Here hole. Here comes today. a thought because they have those like really bad diseases. They do have really bad diseases. Are there oh, wizarding yeah. vaccines? Yeah, they have the dragon pox, dragon pox, and. Spagdroid. Spagdroid. Spa- that's just acne. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of skin-related issues. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Great. What a good thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, you might want to consider keeping that love-struck look off your face every time Malfoy raises a paw, else everyone will be able to figure it out. Okay. But as you said that, I see on my Google image results uh, a picture of the underside of a Russian blue cat's paws, and they are the lightest, palest pink. <laughs> oh, the littlest, pinkest I'm beans. I'm going to send in the chat here. Oh, nice. This oh, here Skype. we go. I'm going to put this oh, picture yeah. here. Okay, paste. Oh, the beans. <laughs> If this cat, whether it's Malfoy or not, raised a paw, I too would have a look of what did Hermione say? Love the struck. Love struck smirk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look at this kitty. Look at the cute. Oh, okay, nice we're kitty. gonna tweet the picture of this cat. <laughs> yeah. uh, refer to Twitter for the Oz. She could almost feel Harry's face burning from behind the closed door. Mm-hmm. She grinned to herself. The end. Nice. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Harry is often like a love struck fool in Harry Draco stories, right? Yeah. He's always like mooning over Draco. Yeah. Like, Draco, you're so hot. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of like how silly Harry is in dreary stories. Yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's kind a of endearing. Yeah, yeah, it's so different than how he usually is. Yeah, and he's like, "Look at the kitty." <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. Um, Eric got a point. He did. You got a point. Nice work. Which for what? For the transfiguration into a 
Yeah, a furry Intra- transfiguration. Vision. Yeah. Yeah, furry train. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. There you go. You got yeah. it. You got a point. Nice work. That was the one I was least expecting, but okay. <laughs> It's all I put, I put out. I put out two theories. Going, mm, I feel pretty confident about this. I was like, this will never happen. But guess which one happened? I think that's our first guest point since we reset the points. Yeah, nice work. Yeah. Oh, nice. Great. You got a point, and you got on the playlist. Wow, MVP, really. Yeah. Oh, I'm so touched. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, well, we will do one more segment with you here. Um, yeah. Now it's time for a, a quick, quick fix. fix. Was yeah. that the end of the fix? Yeah. yeah. It just ended with Hermione <laughs> smirking that she discombobulated Harry sexually by making <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah, it. That was it. That's kind of how a lot of fix end. They just kind of like. There's the joke. The end. But what, about, but what about the jacket? Was it magical or did it just have a cat inside? I think it was it? just a hoodie with a, a cat, cat in it. it. Wait, do so hoodie, the, wait. the hoodie does not itself have magical purposes or properties? I think I don't. I don't think it does. I think not. Yeah. I think it was it has just the magical property to not suffocate Draco when it yeah. was in it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it seems like a cool jacket or slash yeah. hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it was. Still about the jacket slash hoodie situation. Yeah. Okay. 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 So what's this new segment? <laughs> quick fix? <laughs> yeah. So in quick fix, we quickly summarize a story that uh, isn't quite enough material for the podcast, but we enjoyed or thought was funny for whatever reason. Oh, so nice. the quick fix I have for us today is a story where <laughs> Ginny... Um, has this problem where all of her uh, uniform elements are like, like it starts out and her tie bleeds all of the colors off of it and she can't get it to hold colors and like all of her ties do this. And then her robes, like the Gryffindor crest pops off and she's like, she can't get the crests on her robes and stuff. And then um, the fat lady's like, no, you can't come into the common room. You don't belong here anymore. And then she tries to sit at the Gryffindor table and it like shoots her across the room. (laughs) (laughs) And eventually like Dumbledore and McGonagall notice and they're like, what the what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) So they they Dumbledore's like, well, I guess Gryffindor is rejecting you. What? And so they put the sorting hat on her and the sorting hat's like, meh. And so they they have to make a house for Ginny because every house has rejected her. Oh my <laughs> This is my adolescent nightmare but for right? me. Like if I go to Hogwarts and was told I wouldn't fit in anywhere. Yeah, I think like every student has this nightmare and then I don't know, Ginny uh Ginny doesn't fit in any house and has to sit by herself at lunch. Wow. Wow. I love, I love the imagery of your house colors bleeding off. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And, and like the idea that Ginny tries and can't fix it because like she's super skilled and super gifted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She covers it up by like charming one of Ron's ties to look kind of like a Gryffindor tie. Yeah, you could do like a makeshift kind of bargain basement 
you know, kind of, you it's, know. It's very tragic. But, yeah, and I love the idea that there's some something otherworldly magical going on that yeah. is saying you no longer, like, something has changed, something is markedly different. Like, I, yeah. I love that. I, I genuinely think, I think it's I interesting that. that something like this like never really comes up ever because I think students could have like such a like a stark realignment of their values or something that wouldn't like necessitate but they never reassess your house no yeah and sorting is like weird. one and done yeah whereas Dumbledore even says you know I think we sort too soon but like there's he could fix that he could accommodate <laughs> he could <laughs> definitely could that. fix that just sort There's them every really go- year. And going through book five right now, we're like, the Sorting Hat song at the beginning of the year was all about inner house unity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Hogwarts itself is not doing a damn thing to promote that. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, yeah. It's crazy. In fact, the opposite. So, yeah, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. Yeah. What was the name of that? What was the name of that fic and who wrote it? I want to read that. Uh, I can. Let's see. It's on AO3. I don't have I it open. Oh, I do have it open. It's a pretty short one. It's called Different. By Ivy Blossom on AO3. Yeah. We'll drop a link in the... It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'll drop a link. We'll drop a link in the description of this episode. And I guess we can... Yeah. 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 All right. Excellent. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and let you go, Eric. But before you go, go ahead and tell us... uh, What's going on? What's going on? Where can we find you? What podcasts are you on that we should be listening to? Any social media we need to follow. Okay, on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Spielerman, S-P-I-E-L-E-R-M-A-N. It is my pride and joy to retweet other people smarter than me's tweets uh, <laughs> on a on a on a multi times daily basis. But uh, I have fun over there. Occasionally, I tweet for myself, but it's mostly a collection of, um, the you know friends who have like values and like minds being very funny. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Definitely, definitely a good source. Should be a good source for entertainment. And sometimes, <laughs> just I retweet a lot of politics too. But who doesn't these days? <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, the uh, podcast wise, uh, find MuggleCast. We are having a lot of fun. And uh, 2020, our 15th year, will be the best one yet. I can already tell. Ooh, definitely. Yeah. And if you're looking for a podcast to start that is shorter like 25 minutes or so, under 30 usually, and funny as all hell, listen to Improvised Star Trek, mm-hmm. which is a podcast that I was an editor for for five years. Uh, they recently ended, so there's no new episodes, but mm-hmm. you will fall in love. There is a talking cat uh, <laughs> after after the first 100 episodes or so, but the, the it's, it's a beautiful, loving homage not just to Star Trek, because Star Trek is like, yeah, it's part of it, but you don't need to know if you're not a Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. It is an office comedy set in space. Nice. If you're familiar with improvised comedy, every single episode is improvised, completely nice. made up. All the dialogue is made up. Sweet. On the spot. What's it called? Hence the name. Improvised Star Trek. Nice. I keep wanting to send people their way because it's my favorite thing I've ever done. So. Yeah, of course. We'll put links to of all of that in the description as well. Hell yeah. yeah. But this was so much fun, you guys. I feel like, I mean, I feel like we're like lifelong friends, but we could <laughs> I could come back and just grab tea and do this any day. Excellent. You're we always will, welcome. Yeah, we will definitely have you back. This was, this was a ton of fun. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. 
That was so fun. Eric's great. Yeah, we had a great time. Mm. That was so fun. Um, so now we're just gonna get through our last couple of segments here. Segment. Segment. It's a singular segment. One segment. Unless you've added more segments. And now it's time for <laughs> the Rex Zone. I am recommending a fic called The List. Um, it's okay. about the Slytherins and how they mourn the people that they lose in the battle. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a really interesting is this, um, perspective. When was it written, though? Was it is it post? No, so it was it was written um like what? Let's see. It was written a month and a half before Deathly Hallows was released. Oh, cool. Okay, that's going to be a really interesting perspective, I think. Yeah. yeah neat. It's really neat. Um, that's some interesting speculation yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so the link to that will be in the description. You should read it. It's really interesting. The link to that will also be on our website. Yes, fanaticalfix.com. Along with any number of other things. Like our story submission form. Today's episode was a listener submission. Yeah. So send us your... Try not... Don't don't send me... I think it's unfair. Don't they're, send they're me. our listeners, Sequoia. We love them Kim's all. listeners. No. This they're is all like... our beautiful, this is like perfect... Every television show and movie where the mom's like, Your son! <laughs> <laughs> whatever your listeners whatever oh geez but yes send us your story submissions um stuff that was uh published before deathly hallows and that is like two thousand words or less has a better chance of making it onto the podcast but but we want everything we do want everything we've also got merch on our website we've got some bookmarks and posters on our website and then a link to our tea public where there's all sorts of shit yeah tea oh fuck public. all right <laughs> if you want to help out the podcast shirts no. um, what <laughs> are you talking you can find us on twitter instagram and facebook at fanatical fix yep our email address is fanaticalfix at gmail.com. Yep. Send us your hold for the end, please. Submissions. Yes. Um, we haven't been getting a lot of those in lately, and I would like to see more of them. So hold for the end, please. Submissions. Excellent. If you want to help out the podcast, you can leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook. We will get to that review in roughly eight months. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can also trick... Everyone. I was trying to think of any example. Name any kind of person. <laughs> any kind of person. Trick any kind of person. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> One time I was funny. You know, we're recording so early. Oh, yeah. It's early for us. Well, it's not anymore. What? But when we started. What? <laughs> when we started, what? it was early for us. What do you mean? Um, so early. Okay. Trick some people. 2020. Um, sure. You can email us at fanaticalfix.com to get your free toolkit. Even without your tools, uh, the tools that we provide you, podcasts grow from based on their listeners. Yeah. Telling uh, people about it. That's, yeah. that's it. That's the only way that podcasts can grow. You're our only hope. <laughs> so keep telling everyone about us. 
and hopefully stop what the hell you can also support us by checking out our patreon we have all kinds of fun stuff going on over there Man, that book club is so fun. Book club is extremely fun. Oh, I love... Yeah. I've been posting my weird <laughs> yeah, yeah, theories. Uh. I've been ranting about my weird theories. That's more correct, <laughs> let's say. And um, our listeners are allowing me to do that. Um, I just recently put up the blog post that has all the winners from our most recent writing competition. Oh, so fun. Our Christmas I'm, Drabble I'm competition. very surprised we only got one Christmas milk sequel i know but because i did set them up an honorable mention yeah 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 yeah, yeah. obviously obviously so check Um, those out they are incredible we're going to be starting another we're gonna we have progressively gotten shorter in our writing competitions this next one is a summaries competition (laughs) like one we're gonna be starting that very soon so (laughs) check out our patreon there's so much fun stuff going on over there um, as always, thank you to the Whomping Willows for our theme song. It is Wolf Star. Bye. Bye. You didn't engage very much with my Draco Cats song. I was. I'm Draco Malfoy, <laughs> and I'm here to say.